Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ChatGolf.com podcast, sponsored by Pure Grains and Turf. I'm your host, Zeb Patton, and each week, this is where I will talk with some of Chattanooga's best players and influencers. I'll also look back at the previous week's local tournaments and ahead to the area's upcoming events as well. So wherever you are, I'm glad you're here and really hope you enjoy the show. Once again, hello everyone and welcome to the very first ChatGolf.com podcast. I'm your host, Zeb Patton. This last week, I launched the website ChatGolf.com, where it is my goal through the website to provide accurate and timely coverage of our area's local tournaments and events. We will also bring you any other news happening at our local courses. Years ago, Chad Niggins were blessed to have the best coverage of local golf in the country. We had two local newspapers that reported every hole-in-one and had a reporter and photographer at almost every event in town. Sadly, that great coverage has gone away. It is my goal to get us back to those days of superior coverage. The podcast will showcase our local golfers, course owners, golf professionals, instructors, and anyone else that is standing out in our local golf community. This week's guest is Brett Douglas. This past fall, Brett became Chattanooga's TPC Senior Am version of the Lowell Ramblers, the Cinderella team that made it to the NCAA Final Four. But unlike Loyola, Brett won the entire event. So without further ado, let's listen to what Brett has to say. Today we have a special guest, um, somebody I've just gotten to know recently, um, just through our tournament golf. Anyway, it's the 2022 senior TPC champion, Brett Douglas. Well, it has a good ring to it, doesn't it, Brett? Yes. So, the first question that everybody's going to ask, or ask to me, is why in the heck, or how in the hell did you come up with the name Birdman? What does that have to do with? Well, the first question they're really going to ask is who won the 2021 Chattanooga TPC senior championship? Well... Luckily, I got by a couple guys out there, and, um, and I did win. I was kind of thinking I might win this year, and then all of a sudden, you cut, took care of that for everybody. Well, you know, Richard Keene, he, he's pretty good. Well, we'll get into that. Like I said, the first thing we want to ask you about, how did you get the name Birdman? Dr. B, uh, Gary Haskew, I was going to get into this later, but uh, I was pretty much into photography for, the, for a while there, mainly taking pictures of birds. And so Dr. B labeled me the Birdman. And I liked it because not only did it have to do with photography, it also had to do with golf. So So it's kind of a cross there. And he's given a lot of nicknames and some good, some bad. Birdman's about as good as I was going to be able to do, so I went with that. Well, so there it is. It has, you know, I did do a little research today and and found some stuff where you taking some pictures and um, pretty big background in, in photography. Uh, there was another question, well, it's not even a question, it's just a fact that um, you're a huge Donald Trump supporter. Uh, that is incorrect. You need to check your sources there, my friend. <laughs> well, if, if you're, if, if, for people that don't know, if, you've watched, if you follow Brett or Friends of Brett on Facebook, you will um, you will realize his, uh, his love for Donald Trump is uh, not so deep. Yeah. I like Charles Manson more than I like Trump, but, you know. Well, I, you Charlie's know. dead, so sympathies to the whole Manson family. All right, so let's do some serious questions. Okay. Let's, uh, when did you start playing golf? 1983, about 39 years ago. Wow, so that's the year I graduated from high school. Yeah, there you go. So you were, see, 
You I didn't start playing until 60. after. I was like 23 years old. Yeah, so you're 63, right? I'm 63. And I'm 57, so you're six years older than me. All right, so t- tell me about how you got into it. Uh, well, I always, I'd say through putt-putt first, miniature golf. Right. I used to do that. I was pretty so good you just, putter. So you just went with friends to, you know, and did that? Yeah, I just, well, I always thought, I always, you know, liked the idea of golf. My grandfather, you know, when we were little, he would take us, you know, to play just a few holes, and so... So your grandfather was the first one that put a yeah, club in your hand? Yeah, and we had some old clubs laying around the basement. So, you know, started whacking those, those little wooden things. With sure. The, the uh, whipping on them, coming off of them. So anyway, I just started that way and just decided I was going to play golf. And so I started doing it. Where, where, do you remember where he took you first? Which course? Uh, well, where he took me was usually up in Cincinnati, a little executive course. And then as I started playing and I'd go up to visit and I got better, you know, this thing was like a... I don't know, par 57 or something. And I'd, right. I'd come in, I'd shoot at 65, and I thought I was oh, you know, oh, you were, Jack so you were, Nicholas. You were jamming there. <laughs> you know, the, the, um, and I remember my grandmother, she, I would say, hey, grandmother, I had a 65. And she'd say, well, did you have any hole-in-ones? And I'd say, no. She said, oh, well, maybe better luck next time. Because <laughs> to her, that was the thing. So now to me, that's the thing. That was a, uh, I saw something the other day make me think of that, that Kip, our, our, our mutual friend Kip Henley, and he was in a Twitter debate with somebody who said that they were counting their hole-in-ones at a par three, and Kip was telling that oh, that was nice. No, you can't do, do that. that. All right, so you said that, you know, um, you're, are you originally from Cincinnati? And no, you, I'm from Chattanooga. Okay, so you, your grandfather was in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we started hit, we started doing that. Where was your first place you remember playing here in Chattanooga? Concord. The Cord. Yeah, Golly. I went out to Concord. I thought that was a real golf course. So I went out there and shot a little 87, and I thought, I'm ready well, to go. This baby. is good. This <laughs> yeah. is no problem. Actually, it might have been higher than that. The 87, the first time I ever played Mox and Ben was probably a real length golf, you know, 6,000 yards. Right. I'm like, whoa, you know, and I did shoot 87 there first time. Well, I tell you, Mox and Ben has surely gotten a lot better, hasn't Oh, it? you're not kidding. I mean, they've done elite, almost. It, it is really good. I mean, right? best conditioned fairways in town, pretty much. Counting even the uh, private courses, except for maybe some Zoysia fairway somewhere, but yeah, they've uh, what they Buddy what Buddy's done with um, yeah. with Mox and Ben is really great. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to get Buddy on here one night and do one of these episodes with him. How he, how he's kind of yeah, transitioned be between two golf courses. Yeah, and, with, the, with the new greens, it's pretty pure out there. All right, so your grandfather introduced you. Um, you uh, step back a little bit out of out of golf for a second, um, only because we, we we both graduated from the same high school. We got to give our old big red a plug. You graduated in Baylor in 1977, is that yes, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, you know they had some pretty good players back then uh, over on that team. They had uh, Pat Corey was there, Doug Stein, um, any other guys? Mitch that, probably it, played there. That's right, Mitch Huff, Mitch Huff Stetler. Easy for you to say. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you you know, of course you. I think you took him down too in route to that uh, piece of glass we got over here. Three and two. Oh, oh in case we forget, I actually I got to watch that one firsthand. Yeah, yeah. You were in the process of <clears throat> playing Richard. Was that? Yeah, was that? The, I guess it was that match. Yeah, that's right. So you, yeah, we'll get. We're going to do more. Let's get. Let's get through the couple of these questions, and we'll talk about more about the TPC. Um, so you you kind of touched on it earlier, but. Um, our friend Jeff Sher, our mutual friend, would say that you do have some serious photographing game. Yes, I'd say, like as a golfer, I'm just, you know, I'm about a three handicap, which is better than most, but, you know, not elite. Oh, here comes us all this poor talk. But, 
as a photographer, I am at least a plus five, boys. And that ain't no lie. Well, you're the first guy I've ever played with that actually carried around a tripod and a, and a camera with him. Um, it's actually a monopod. And it's really great. And we need, when you, I'll, I'll post it on the chatgolf.com site, um, the video you took at the end of the match um, with Richard. And we'll, and we'll talk about that oh, yeah. here in a second. I thought that was pretty good. Um, for some, for a, a lot of people here that I, every time I've seen you in the past and not knowing you, I was like, hey, what is the deal with the Expos hat? The Montreux Expos. And you come in here wearing a basically a, like a brand new one. Well, um, so tell us about your love for the Montreal Expos, or just you just love the hat. I was always a Reds fan, but I always loved the Montreal uniform. When I remember when they came in the league, I think it was '69, and had that red, white, and blue, and I just loved it. So I just wear the hat. And since I started wearing it, I can't go anywhere without somebody commenting on the hat. And I've worn a hat all my life. Nobody ever said anything sure. about my hats. Whatever I was wearing, Reds hat, golf hat. But now they're like, oh, go Expos, you know. And I've even had people say, go Mets. <laughs> or you go to Vegas and you see people from Canada and they're all like, you know, they're speaking French to you, you know. And I'm like, well, it's, it's you're the only guy I know wearing one. I even had a guy downtown one time. I'm walking down the street and this guy's honking at me. And I thought, what does this dude want? He rolls down his window and says, go Expos. <laughs> and I'm like, so it, it's, a, it's a conversation piece. So it, I, it, I wear it. And now it's kind of my trademark. Oh, so. I, think, I love it. I mean, you got to have control of your branding. Yes. That's and, the main thing. You've got to have something. And now that you're... I, and you so know, I got my I, Birdman nickname. I got my Expos hat. I mean, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, is that, you know, as you become so popular, you know, and such a force in the Chattanooga Senior <laughs> game, you need you need some branding and you got to somebody to manage all this for I've you. I've been to courses in Alabama and people roll up in the parking lot and go, Birdman! They see the hat. You know? I love it. I think so, I love the Birdman style. Um, let's talk a little bit about now that the one thing that's made you famous is this Chattanooga TPC. The um, tell me how, how you felt about your game going into it. Uh, not overly optimistic. I was. I asked Mike Jenkins, who runs the local golf scene here in Chattanooga. I asked him. I remember asking him at Brainerd because I didn't hear anything about the TPC this year, and I thought I said. Mike, is the TPC still a thing? And he said, yeah, yeah, we still got the points and everything. So I thought, well, I probably won't qualify. And I think I was like ninth on the points list. And I was thinking they'd only take eight, you know. Right. Senior yeah, you didn't realize that they did the qualifier. Yeah, they do, they do like 12. They exempt two people. Right. So what they do is they um, they, ha- they they invite, I think 16 was invited. Yeah. And then they and then we had the first round as a qualifier for right. Right. basically... There's, they have eight people make match play, and so the, the top two point getters, which was Joe Markham and Bob Rice, yeah. they were exempt into, qual- yeah, so into the match play. So that the, you and me and a bunch of other guys. Going for six spots. So, yes. Yeah, so I think it ended up being maybe it was 12, 12 or 13 guys for six spots. Yeah. Um, it's funny that we all laugh because Richard Keene had bogeyed the last hole yeah, and, he completely, and completely flipped the whole bracket the way it was going to look. and. Right. And it made it look, you know, so all of a sudden you had me and him and Joe Markham all on the same side. And everybody's going, well, this is, you know, yeah, stacked stacked on one side and everything. But it turns out that um, you end up defeating almost all, most all, all the top seeds <laughs> and the, the top favorites. players. I was not a favorite in any of the matches, let's put it that So way. you shot, what did you, I remember the I few, shot 75 to qualify. Right, that was a pretty good score. Yeah. Because I mean, I played pretty well um, yeah. and shot 72 and. 
you know, I thought it played really tough. I mean, yeah. the, the wind was blowing hard and the greens were super fast. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the golf course was long. I mean, it really did play long, and you're not long. No, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I am probably, pound for pound, the shortest hitter in Chattanooga. Dr. B used to claim that title, but he's no longer with us, so I inherited it. Well, you, you're the new Ed. You're the new Ed Brantley. Just, yeah, just dead exactly, straight, exactly. dead straight, and putt obviously great. Um, so, okay, so your first match, you go right up against Bob, Bob Rice, Rice number and, two seed. and number two seed, and Bob has played, you know, great this year. Yeah. Bob and I have played each other. Golly, it seems like we got in the, uh, in, 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 uh, tons of duels this year, and um, Bob's a good player, very steady. Yeah. Well, backing up a little bit, you asked me. My expectations. Um, I was just surprised to get the invite. And Mike Jenkins texted me and he says, Hey, you're invited. And I said, In. You know, before he even he finished the finished sitting send, I was already replying. I said, I'm in. So I thought, Hey, you go over there and play for Council Fire, you know, a day. That'll be fun. Sure. Well, yeah. You go shoot 75. And, and I don't know about you, but last year was my first one. Um, I got my amateur status back um, two years ago. And so then. Last, last year was kind of my first full year playing, and uh, when I got that, I didn't get that invitation until I won the Chattanooga four ball at um, at Moxon Bend right. with Neil Spatani and I, and I wasn't even supposed to play in that division. I was going to play in the regular division with a guy named Winston Brown. Oh, yeah. Winston, the night before, pulls out. He's won it before, and then the regular division. Yeah, there you go. Four so, uh, anyway, so Spatani and I would go out, and um, we win that, and then I get a text the next day like you did, and I, and I didn't think twice about it. Mike said, you know, you, you got enough points that this was that victory to yeah. would you want to play? And I'm like, you in. Yeah, I mean so um and that worked out well. All right, so we get through qualifying, you get Bob first. Tell me how that match goes. I mean is he, are you uh, up early or no, he, I know y'all want extra holes. Yeah, he, he had me two down at the turn, I remember that. I was down in every one of my matches. No, we'll get to early. the that last one here. But uh yeah he had me two down at the turn, fought back, we tied through eighteen and went to number one. I got him there, so nineteen. Did y'all play? Per, both of you play pretty good, or not? You know, the golf course yeah, was, playing was playing difficult. Tough. It was playing tough. I don't think. I don't think either one of us had a birdie. Yeah, that's hard to believe because I mean we're decent players. We're gonna sure. have usually, three, but not out there. I tell birdies. you what, it was that day. No, there was no birdies out there. I, um, I couldn't find them anyway. The uh, I know my first round match. Uh, I played a guy who plays at Brainerd and. Can't remember. I can't remember yeah, his name. Cox. Right? Yeah. Thanks, Jeff Cox. Jeff Cox. Yeah. He can. He can hit it. He can man. hit it. Yeah. And um, and and you know we both played okay, but there were a lot of birdies being made. That's for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff can play. I played with him at Cleveland. Man, I was impressed. He. Yeah. He doesn't he, miss a shot. He's no. Got and a, he's got like some, me. He doesn't have the most stylistic golf swing. No, he gets but it man, done. Every time you look up, he's up there, fifteen feet from the hole, mm -hmm. button birdie. No, he's a, he's a solid player, and you're right. I, I just first, you know, I'd met him. At the Tennessee Senior Am up at um, in Johnson City this year, and he came up when we talked for a little bit, and then we get paired together. So it was it was good to see. He's a, he's a super great guy. Oh yeah, nice guy. I understand his son's a really good player oh, yeah, too. His son can bomb it now. Well, I'm and glad he, he's young. He we don't, we don't fly know, you. We don't need no bombers. They have long hitter. Ryan Cox is gonna fly him. Oh well, of course we, he's a young. We we want no we want no part of that. Yeah, he's a limber back, so what do you expect? So your next match is with Mitch, Mitch Hustetler, another great guy. Yeah, I, I've played a lot of golf with Mitch just over the years through you know different tournaments. He he and I both enter a lot of the local tournaments, so sometimes we get paired together. And Mitch is a, you know, Mitch is one of the your best seniors in town. Has sure. been. He's won a lot of stuff. 
So I just I was just out there having a good time with Mitch, and you know he also had me a couple down early, but somehow I managed to battle back, and you know three and two. You never know. You never know. But you know, match play is a different game. It's a different animal than stroke play. Stroke play, I get out there and I'll make you know, and of course for a round I'll have a couple of doubles or something, and you know. Well, you wouldn't think. I mean, you think you're more, back, you're pretty, you're pretty you know? steady. Yeah, but I mean, you you can make a. I'll have a big hole. Or the worst was at Macklemore in the Metro when they hit the Metro there made a twelve on the second hole. Oh Lord! Joe was... Scruggs can attest to that one. <laughs> he was a witness. Second hole, you make a twelve, you're eight over. Or yeah, actually, I bogey, I trip, I bogeyed the first hole and made a twelve on number two. I'm nine over through two. Perfect. The first round of a two round tournament. That, I'm like, oh, this, this is, is a long. It's gonna be a long, long. But day. match play, you know, that's just I'm two you're, down. You're just Let's two down. Let's keep going. Yeah. You know so. So it's kind of a, just to put my nose down and just, just grind away. Hey, you know, I'm not the best ball striker. I'm a pretty good putter. Hit the ball pretty straight. But I learned this about myself in match play. I am a dog. In other words, absolutely, I'm coming after you. I don't care, you know, if I'm four down, you know, whatever. I'm not giving up until we shake hands. Well, let's just talk about some four down. So we get we get we 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 beat Mitch and yeah. um, and then Richard beats me. So it's you two and yeah. and one of the things that's you know is is odd about the chat. Well, not odd. It's just the way it works out. Is that you know you play your first couple of matches and qualifying in the afternoon. Yeah. And then yeah, you, Mike you, tells you us, and, oh, and, be here at eight o'clock tomorrow. Y'all are teeing And off. we did that last year too. In the and, frost and. And we did the exact same thing, and yeah. I'm in a toboggan. And, yeah, we and, had our toboggans on the first hole. So it's tough. Frost, the roughest. And now all of a sudden, on. you know, that is, helps Richard out even more against you. Yeah, and, and the He's greens longer, are rolling about he, a 14.5. Sure. Eight o'clock in the morning there, so perfect. Uh, when, when I played Tom Schreiner, it was it was just that way. It was oh. so cold. And, yeah. Um, all right, so you're playing Richard. Um He's I, won this thing. I don't know how many times he's won it. Yeah, he, he's, um, he's yeah. had a good year. He's won. He won the, the. He won the Cleveland. He won the Cleveland Invitational. Beat me and Mark him in a playoff. Yeah, Richard's been beating my butt for thirty nine years, so I knew what what I was up against there. And so, you you know, I'm sitting there watching on my phone, checking in on the match, and look at it. You're four down through seven. Yeah, and I'm like, well, well this is not yeah. going so oh, well. Hey, I don't even think he had to putt until like the fourth. Oh well. First, first two holes he wins, I'm just all over the place. I can't even feel my hands, you know. Right. And then somehow I make a par on three to get back to one, and then he wins four and five. And I was actually apologizing to him on the fifth hole. I said, I'm sorry, Richard. I can't give you a better match than this. And it, you know, sure. In hindsight, it looked like maybe games, gamesmanship or something. No, but, but it was. I just couldn't even hit the ball. Right. There's a point, you know, when you know, you're out there playing and, and, you're, and you're trying as hard as you can. And then you almost, it's not like you give up, but you kind of do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start playing better. Yeah. Well, and I, I didn't have anything to lose at this right. point. And I but hit, you're four down and you're on like, the sixth oh. hole, I hit a shot. And I hit it right behind the hole on that par three. And I'm like six feet behind the hole. Richard hits it up there, he makes a par. You know, I'm trying to make it. I just tap You're trying ball. to two putt. Yeah, I tap From it. six feet. I tap it and knock it 12 feet past. Or I didn't knock it. Mm. I just started it, and it yeah. rolled 12 right. feet past. And I three-putt the hole, and that puts me four down through six. Oh, gosh, you finally hit a good shot. And so I'm and like, well, at least I hit a good shot. You know, right. at, least I, at least I did that. So you go to, so you're, you're, th uh, well, that's through seven. That's through seven. Yeah. And then so, and God, now you're going to play eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. The, 
three toughest holes. Eight, I hit it in a bunker, made a great up and down to win the hole. I so think. three down. And then nine, a birdie. So back to two at the turn. So Not now terrible. we go to 10, and I looked at my phone, and, and I saw. Like, uh oh, there's a glitch here in the Golf Genius. And I said, somebody can't enter scores properly. Um, <laughs> Man, both so of us. So one of us had a to, ten, one had a nine. It was eight and nine. Eight and nine. I won the hole with eight. This is a par four, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a par five. It's a par four. So how many balls out of bounds do we have here? Well, Richard was in the left tree. I was right down the middle. So no, no provisional off the tee. Oh no! And we're gonna make an eight. We're gonna make an eight and nine for the ball seventeen times. Yes. Oh my! And I hit the second shot to the right with like a three wood. You do not want to be down there in the trees. Yeah, so I'm here it bounds. So I chip it out behind the green in three. Richard's short of the green. He may have left one short. Okay, so you, let's just We're back up a second. We're both just chunking the ball. You, you, he is just left short of the green in two. Yes. And you're just right of the green in two. Well, so that's woods in two. Okay, but yeah. that's four. So we've hit it yeah. four times. Yeah, I've got, so far. We, we hit it at 17, so I knew my right. math right. We still got another <laughs> yeah, was, 13 shots to go yeah. here. Well, no, they got the, they got the pin like a foot from the ledge there on the very front of the green okay okay so i'm back there after i chip out of the woods i'm i'm happy i'm i'm in grass so i hit a nice little chip shot and it just trickles all the way to the hole and past the hole and about 15 feet off the green so you're I mean, fit so you're so now i'm laying four but you're like 20 feet from the hole yeah but i'm off the green i'm okay 10 yards from i missed checking so we got yeah you're gonna win this hole with eight so yeah richard, more to go. Well, richard, richard, four, richard four, has uh chunked his chip or something and so he hits his uh, four shot on the green. He's probably fifteen feet laying four. I'm laying four off the green. Oh, this is this is. Is anybody out there watching this? Mike no. Jenkins. Is. <laughs> we got it. We should call Mike. Yeah. And go, Mike, can you elaborate on this? Uh, Mike, you know. <laughs> anyway, so I chip it up there, and I'm about fifteen feet. Now I'm laying five. So it's, are you? Are you? I was just inside of Richard. I was probably ten feet. Richard hits a nice little putt down there. Does exactly what my ball does. Oh, Rolls no, off, the off the green. No. Almost ends up in my divot. Down oh there. no! <laughs> so now he's laying whatever five or six or who knows. And at this point, y'all are trying to go. We're just you, trying to finish the hole. I'm sure going. He size one. Yeah, he's we're, two, we're we're saying okay. Three. Now. All right, Marge, it's your turn. Yeah, Betty, Marge, we're almost it's, good. It's good. Ladies' night, whole day. Hey, let's take a seven and go on. You know. So so somehow I two put for a. Whatever eight, eight, and he makes a nine. So you tipped your hat to the crowd and moved on to the nut yeah. to eleven. So now, so, we, hey, now, we're, we're, now we're now we're two down. No, oh, let's see. Well, you, yeah, you went two. Well, you eight, nine, you're one down now. I'm one down. Right. Yeah. So you're one down going to eleven. Yeah, and uh, I birdie eleven. So you start playing. This is where I. Oh feel yeah, like this, this is this where. Now all of a sudden, so I'm thinking, okay, I've done everything I stupid I could do. You know? Right. So let's just play golf. And, and course, he and of course Richard. I know that I've done the same thing, losing a big lead. It's yeah, it's tough. Well, the, the pressure had to be on him because sure. it sure wasn't on me. No, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And I'd plus, already screwed up. And, and I'd already given you know, given him the trophy. Like, Golly, and now I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah. And I think I think I think that may have happened in all three of my matches. I was playing so bad early that maybe the other players just kind of relaxed. That's how it happens, you know. And then, and then when I start playing good, they're like they've been playing sloppy for a few holes. Now they can't find their swing again. You know, I don't know. That's just a theory. I tell you, that happened to me a little bit this year at the uh, the senior match play at Signal. Um, I was playing so good. I mean, it's the, maybe the best I've, I can play since I since I've come back anyway. And um, I played really good against Brent. I beat Brent in the first round, and the shot was I was three. He played good too. He was a couple under too. So. 
but then I got playing a guy and he wasn't hitting it all that great, and I just assumed I was going to win. And that just, you know, <laughs> the intensity level. When I went with Brent, I knew I had to play well. I knew, you know, it was more about yeah. just staying focused. Right. I'm, you know, Brent's, you know, on the round that golf course, good as he, you know, hits wedges and putts. And boy, he did. He brought the first hole, he wedges it to a foot. <laughs> the second hole, he wedges to four feet. I ended, wow. up, make, I ended up making birdie. Um, <laughs> we were just making birdies like crazy. Um, but again, you know, then I, then I go to the afternoon match, and I'm just, I just know I'm going to win for some reason, and that's just, you can't go into that. you got to just go into it, as you well know. Yeah. Well, so, so, you, so you birdie 11, you're yeah, back to even. Back to even. We both, I think, bogey 12. I hit the best bunker shot I've ever hit. It lipped the hole. That's a hard par three. Yeah, I was right in the front bunker and had a, it's like on a down slope and no green to work with. And somehow I just barely got it over the lip and it just rolled by the hole like a putt about four feet away and I miss it. And uh, Richard missed his putt. So we go to 13. Somehow I birdied that and somehow he didn't. That's a par five. You know, and historically, Council Fire. I usually play it okay until I get to about number 14, 13 or 14. That bag nine just kills me every time. But this year, that's where I started that's where playing. That's what you're making, you're making <laughs> your started, bacon there. I think the drugs kicked in or something. They're about the whole 11, and I started playing golf. So, okay, so, 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 so birdie, birdie 13. And you know, now you're one up. Yeah, we both have 14 with pars, which was pretty good considering the chips we had to face, and that pin was back left. Oh, they love that back left and, uh, Oh, man. If you hit it at the flag, it's off the green. So we both came up just short. So now we've got a chip I, I, over I the hill. I figured, figured out how to do it. Just, if you aim it out to yeah. the right and hit it on the green, now you've got an impossible putt. Yeah, we both had to make like 10-footers for par just to, just to have the hole of the par. And so I guess I'm still one up at this point. And I hit it. They had the tees kind of back on the 15. It wasn't on that new tee. Thank goodness. But it was still playing like four. If it, if it starts with four, I'm going to have a problem with it, you know. And so <laughs> Far I, fours with fours in front. I pull it. I'm trying to hit hard, so I hook it over there. And I, they've got a couple of bunkers to the left. I'm between them. I'm on a little Zoysia strip between oh, them. Oh, okay. But I'm like 228 out. And I remember hauling over to Mike. He was sitting in a cart watching, and I said, Mike, Nothing good happens from 228. It's like they say nothing good happens after 12 right. o'clock or whatever. Nothing, well, nothing good happens from 228, 228 on a par four. Now, Richard's over there just short of the right-hand bunker. And so I'm, you know, I whack it down there, and I've got 80 yards, and I'm still just barely in the rough. As a matter of fact, I'm just barely out of the fairway, and I had to look, you know, sure. how the rough oh, was there. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for my ball, finally find it. It's buried, of course. I looked back and Richard's got a rake in his hand. I thought, what's he doing with a rake? He went in the bunker. Well, he cold topped it or something, and now he's in the bunker. Oh, no. And so then he hits a third shot out to the fairway somewhere, and then he knocks it up there pretty good, about 15 feet or something. But he's laying four. Well, I'm in the rough laying two, and I knock it up there about eight or 10 feet, right. make par pretty good up and down. That's yeah. heavy rough. So now I'm two up. Yeah, you're two up with three Going to the devilish 16th hole, which to me is like always been one of the hardest holes in Chattanooga. But I hit the prettiest little shot you ever saw. They got the pin way back left, and I knew better than the mess of that left sure. side because you can get in all kind of nasty stuff down there by that creek. Mm -hmm. So I just hit it up on the right side, and it took the slope, rolled all the way around about 15 feet from the hole, dead pin high. 
And sure enough, Richard had a bad line to rough, and he chopped it down there short of that big bunker on the left, mm -hmm. and now he's got some crazy shot to, you know, where he does good to make a five on the hole. And I happened to make the birdie. Yeah, you made you All I had to do is two putt, basically. I said that we have, we have video documentation yes, of it. Yes, yes. And, and Richard, being the, the gentleman he is, was very gracious in the field. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, he's beat my butt for 39 years. He can lose one. Well, he can lose one every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he probably wouldn't, he probably wouldn't agree he's, with that part about yeah, time no, to he, lose. He wouldn't like that at all. But, you know, Richard, historically, I do remember him saying he hated match play. This is back in the day. So I assume his feelings probably haven't changed a whole lot, <laughs> you know. But, he's uh, awful tough, though. He's a tough one to get, oh, to get yeah, a hold he, of. He, he's going, and he's going. He's turned sixty-five now. Well, he is oh, sixty-five really? now. Well, good. He can get out of my division. So um, go play Spitalny. He go play with the uh, super seniors. Spitalny and Baird and mm -hmm. those guys. I can't right, figure. I wait long enough. Everybody that's been beat me, they'll just go on, move well, on know, to divisions. When I became senior eligible, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then I looked around. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm playing the same guys that have been kicking my butt forever, and now they're most of them are retired. They play golf every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is not good. But I, I know it's the same thing when I start when I get up there. I went, damn, these are the same guys were kicking my ass when I was in the regular division. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the way the tour works as well. If you can't beat them when you're 20, what makes you think you're going to beat them when you're 50 or 60? So you know, you I mean, it's a big bit. That's a big victory. I mean, you beat a solid field. I mean, yeah, probably the strongest field of the year. Yeah. Um, what does that do for your confidence moving forward? Uh, well, I've never lacked confidence. <laughs> I mean, I'll say that I don't hit it good, but I'm confident as hell. You know, I think I'm going to hit a good mm -hmm. shot, and that's part of it. And that tournament, that's what I was doing. It's just like every shot I can hit this shot. You mm -hmm. know, even though I was in the heavy rough or whatever. You know, or I can make this putt. So, yeah, but it just winning, I mean, I'm sure it will help my confidence, you know. Uh, but then on the other hand, now you got expectations. Uh, it seems like I play better when I don't have any expectations. And I, I don't really, I know I didn't really have any for the whole week. Right. You know, I was lucky to be invited or privileged to be invited. I guess I earned it. And then, you know, I qualified, so I earned that. Yeah. And then, you know, won some matches, so... You, you, if you but, win that tournament, you've earned it. Yeah. I mean, I it's not like you can just, it's like a two-round tournament where if you play great the first round and you could kind of hang on or something. Right. you got to play good every round there because if you don't play good in the qualifier, yeah, you're, you're not going to get in. Right. You know, you can't shoot 78 and get in. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the field was too good. Yeah. Um, and, that, and like I said, you know, I think 76 got in. Yeah. And... I, I mean, I, when we were out there playing, I thought 78 or 9 would get in. Yeah, but then yeah, I get looking at my scores on my phone, I'm going, geez. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I've noticed, Zeb, over the last 30 or 39 years that I've been playing golf, I used to play in a lot of state qualifiers, state AM and even USGA mid-AMs and that, well, AMs mm -hmm. before mid-AMs. And back then, you could qualify. If you shot 78 or 79, you were in the state tournament. Oh, you were sure. in the state open no, or state amateur. And now, buddy, you better be under par. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's funny you say that. I, I qualified this year for the, the regular division, match play, Tennessee match play at mm -hmm. Cleveland. I shot even par and had to go to a playoff to get that last spot. <laughs> and, it, and, and a funny story, I, you know, I, 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 I parred the last hole, and I thought, well, I'm in for sure. And I get in there, and I'm like, you're in a playoff. And so I, get to the, I go to the first hole with this guy, and he shows up, and he's kind of got these, like, high-top golf shoes on, and, he walks up to the first hole at Cleveland with a three wood, and I thought, well, I, you know, I could see that if he's really long. And and uh, then the, 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 they came over and said, hey, Mike, Mike, Mike was running the playoff. He said, hey, um, we're going to go to 10. 
because there's some members that teed off. And so we go to 10. He keeps that three wood in his hand. I'm like, well, he's not very straight. Oh, good gravy. This guy's name is Josh Ernest, and he is a hell of a player. Yeah, I've heard um, that name. And he could he hit that three wood, and I hit my driver pretty good, and I was about 40 yards behind him. Wow. Welcome to my world, big boy. And I'm sitting there from like 2.30, and I'm going, well, I'm thinking he's not going to be hitting a three wood here. He's down there with an iron in his hands. And luckily, uh, I made birdie, and he made. And I ended up winning. But the point is, is you're right. Everybody's gotten good. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, I find it just amazing how good it is. Um, well, so you're in a good spot because you're in the senior division now, but you still can move it. Um, I mean, you hit a good long ball. Well, I, I've always driven it pretty good and, and, and straight. The um, but still, you know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you got to shoot a score. Yeah, but um, it does matter. Um, it, it's funny. It, it, you go, you play the tournaments we're playing around here. The golf they're set up a little shorter. Um, when you get to state level, it seems like they're set up a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah, you go to a senior tournament, you're um, playing 6,700 yards. What, what happened? I'm right. a senior. Uh, I was just talking to Steve Johnson. Um, Steve Johnson just finished second at the Dale Morey um, Invitational at, at, at Pine Needles. It's a, a thing called the Society of Seniors, and it's that you get world ranking points there. And I asked him, because I was supposed to be there, and I got sick and didn't get to go. And he said, because I couldn't believe how long it played. You know, 6,900, 6,800 yards they played from. You know, it's just so as the apparently at the national level now, everybody's playing at, you know, these senior events at 6,800 yards. Um, Shout out Pine Needles, Chris Mintmeyer. He's yeah. the superintendent. Okay, there you go. Cool. Yeah, well, anyway, um, this has been great. I mean, I feel like I got to know you a little bit better. Um, you're, you know, this is our very first chatgolf.com podcast and I and I knew when I did a podcast you were going to be the first guy I asked. Um, well, I'm honored. And I do need to ask. I know you've probably got a prepackaged introduction and everything. But I'd just like you to take a minute and tell us about what's going on with this new website you got chatgolf.com. Well, the you know and, uh, I the thing that oh, started, you know, as I was playing in these things and you know, when I played, you know, I was I, when I turned pro and I was in Memphis, and I came back, and I was like, God, our coverage is nothing. Yeah. And it used to be, and I've got a scrapbook, two or three scrapbooks up there full of stuff. Right. You know, if, if you, between Eddie Davidson and Sam Woolwine, we had a, just the most amazing coverage that people across the state would comment on it. Yeah. And that's what made our, our I thought, was just made it tight. I mean, it, you know, we all knew who Harold Lane was and Lou Emig. Yeah, and, I grew up and reading, Ed reading the and you read day. that stuff. This is before I even played golf, and it I made, knew who Harold it, Lane it, was. Right, and it made you, as a kid, even want to be, I want to be like that. You know, it was just such a, you know, and, and then, of course, when the, when the newspapers merged and all the fun, it's just basically nothing. Right. Um, you know, Mike's done a great job with, with, if you like golf, in the golf hour still, but there's still, you know, the average guy doesn't know and... I thought, you know, there's so many, we got so many good players in town. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brendan Wilson wins the Tennessee Mid-Am. Um, the Brock girl, I mean, she wins the USC. And the none of us, nobody knows anything about these people. Jeff Sherrill knows. Jesse does. Jeff uh, Sherrill needs to be on this show. Well, he will be. There ain't no doubt about that. We need to petition Zeb to get Jeff on here. I won't even, when, when Jeff comes, I won't even, I'll just, just turn the thing, mic nobody on Nobody leave. knows. Chattanooga golf like Jeff now. No, I mean, he's, he's he got keeps more. up with it. Well, him and Tom Schreiner, the, the two of them are, are so we're going to get the, both those guys on here. Um, but yeah, so you know, we want to take this thing and just really folk, try to be like it was in the old days, but do it on a digital format. Um, 
we are using Facebook. It's going to be a huge part of us being able to get this information out. It's free. We're not charging anybody for it. Right. Um, but we've had, you know, we launched this this last week where it finally went to where people could see it. And um, we had a really good response so far. Well, I, I saw your story about little Gibby. I wouldn't have heard that. Right. I wouldn't have known it if so you I, had to put, posted it. So you have to, you know, I, I got just enough knowledge to know where everybody kind of is. Um, right. I, I'll have to have help. Um, you know, and when I say help, I mean, I need play, kids, parents and stuff to text me or write me and go, Hey, my son's here. You know, once I start learning their names, then it'll be easier to pick up. You know, the one advantage we had over what's, you know, Sam and Eddie didn't have is we have the internet. Correct. We have cell phones. We yes. have, you know, so it's easy to get, gather this information. I don't have to send reporters out, yeah. um, and still give, give these kids, um, the coverage they just, they need and it's fun to do. I remember Eddie Davidson, the day after Gary Robinson was the head pro at Moxon Bend back in the day. This is in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he won the state open, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so the next Monday morning, Gary, uh, Eddie Davidson's in the pro shop interviewing Gary. And I was down there trying to buy a set of golf clubs. Mm-hmm. My first set of clubs I ever bought, Hogan PCs. This is 1984. Sure. And uh, I said, I'm going to wait till this interview. Gary's going to be so, so on such a high mm-hmm. that he's going to give me a good <laughs> on these clubs. And the first thing I did, now Gary knew I wasn't much of a player at that time. And so he says, uh, you know, what are you looking at? You know, and he's, he's over there mm-hmm. handing me a ping or something, sure. you know, game improvement. And I said, I like the look of these Hogan's. I've always been a Hogan guy, you know. He says, hey, if you like the looks of them, he said, that's 90% of it right there. Yeah, it was. So, um, I remember playing, I played Hogan Apex Irons yeah. um, all through college. But, yeah, Eddie was, he was always following the game. And who was it, Ernie? Was it, was it Ernie? Ernie Fagans? He, he was, who was it had the radio thing that, uh, I think it was Ernie Fagans of the Free Press. You know, Eddie worked for the Times. Mm-hmm. The guy worked for the Free Press. Of course, Ernie Fagans hung he had to hold that line show, too. About okay, yeah, I remember that. But I remember, Ernie, one time they had the Provident Classic over there at Valley Brook. The pros are in town. Sure. And they had that rough up so high. I mean, it was ungodly, Zeb, I'm telling you. That Bermuda rough, it, was, it had to be five or six inches. If you you, could, you sure. could drop a ball in there and lose it. And so we're all like, oh, what are they, this is going to kill these pros. Well, let's see what the pros do. First group off the thing, Ernie's got the microphone. Here he is. Here's the first group. Joey Sindelar. That's at 62. <laughs> Nice round, Joey. Yeah. He says, what? And he gets around to it. He said, what do you think about the rough? And he said, I don't know anything about the rough. They wouldn't hit that rough. <laughs> you know? No. He was hitting got hit all hit one iron all day. Yeah. He hit that thing. Hit those vacuum form irons. God, yeah, I can remember he, that guy could hit that one iron, like 280 or something. Yeah. And we were all just going, Jesus. God, I watched Bill Glasson over there. And we followed him for a day or two. And in 72 holes, he hit 68 greens. And I remember the Sunday we followed him, and he hit them all. And he, I, who won that year? I can't. Remember that might have been when, uh, well, one year you know Black Mar and Payne Stewart run a playoff. Mm-hmm. And John Daly won there one year. No, he didn't win, but he played. No, he that was the yeah. Excuse me, that was the year that because I know John and John and I were talking about it, and he said that uh, at the, and it was raining, mm-hmm. and, it, and they were just about to call it. And oh. Buddy Henry came in and said something to him. He's like, "John, we're about to call this thing," and he was going to win. And then he's oh. like, "The second I like turned around, here comes the skies are opening up, and it was just perfect." Oh, I remember one year Rocco was like. Second place, Rocco Mediate. And I remember Bill Bergen playing really good in it one time. Now he's designing. Oh, that's another thing I was going to ask you, Zeb. Tell me about this uh, business you got with the uh, uh, 
assume they're artificial putting greens. Right. Uh, Pure Grains and Turf is the name of our company, and um, we build artificial putting greens, and um, we do artificial turf lawns and pet run. We just actually just finished a job for the Humane Society of Chattanooga and replaced all their natural grass with artificial turf in their kennels. Um, but we've built, we've built over 50 putting greens already. I've seen some of your work, and it looks pretty good. Now, can you imagine, just imagine the amount of publicity you'd get from a social influencer like the Birdman if you were to build one of those in the Birdman's backyard. Sure. I mean, I, that probably would I mean, be. Or maybe even in my basement or in my living room. The <laughs> you know, thing is, you don't need to putt any better. Oh, yeah. Always working on the putting. <laughs> Brad, this has been a, a blast. Um, this, this went by really fast. Well, Zeb, I'm honored that you'd have me on your show, especially as the first guest. And so I look forward to see what you do in the future with your website. And your, I'll be listening to all your podcasts. And so thanks for having me. All right, buddy. See you later. All righty. I told you guys, isn't the Birdman awesome? If you don't already, I highly suggest you following him on Facebook. So if you like today's show, I would really appreciate you hitting the subscribe button. By doing so, you will get notified when new episodes are released. Well, that's a wrap for today. I sincerely hope all of you have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks again for listening.